Hey, Clone Dance Partiers, welcome back. This is Season 4, Episode 6, The Scandal of Altruism. In this episode, Sarah made a deal with the devil, and it turns out to be the lesser of two evils. Kasima is on her last leg after losing everything. Crystal's taking self-defense classes. Oh, and she knows some truth. Beth took the path to all trains, and Ira is a chemical weapon who finally finally glitched. I'm Liz. I'm Lynette. I'm Janice. I'm Matt. And I'm Shane. Welcome, Shane. Shane. welcome back, Shane. Hello there. So welcome back to this season. It's nice to have you again. It's nice to be awake. Considering <laughs> the last time I was here. Yes, it is nice that you're here at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so what time is it over there in England? One sixteen in the morning. Woohoo. Wow. Oh. Hope you're night, Al. I try to be. It's Shane. The truth is, he just doesn't sleep. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, Except um, last time I was here. Yeah. The one time you nap. Um, so, Shane, remind us about the podcasts that you do. Uh, I do the uh, Red Dwarf intro cast. I do the uh, In the Village, a prisoner intro cast. I also do Lexicon, the Lex intro cast. I'm trying to find time in my schedule to do uh, a time tunnel podcast. I'm also going to be doing a summer series on Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. All right. Right. Awesome. All right, well, um, for the listeners, check those out. All right, so let's just dive in because this is um, this is an episode, and this is this is the type of stuff that really makes me have such big feelings about Orphan Black because every season it seems like season episode six could be the finale, and then there's four more episodes of stuff to do. And so this is always the point in the season where I'm like, well, now I just have no idea what's happening. So I just want to read what uh, old8dead.com said. Okay. It says, Orphan's Black, Orphan Black's sixth episode, The Scandal of Altruism, is an earthquake, a monumental change in direction, a shocking turn of events. Where do we go from here is a complete unknown. Spoilers ahead. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. about how it is. It was like, whoa. I mean, everything got shook to the ground. Absolutely. Oh, my God, yes. Everything. So, where do we start? I don't know. Do we start with the deal making? Well, let me just say I made a terrible mistake on Friday. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Netflix puts the episodes up at 9 a.m. UK time, which is uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, 4 a.m. Eastern. Right. And I had, I had a late start Friday morning, so I thought, before I go out, I would watch the episode. The worst mistake I've made in ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a hard episode. Yeah, after I watched the episode, I like just kind of sat on the couch for a second and then went... Well, I need something to clean my brain, so I started rewatching Scrubs. Yeah, 
I get that. Because I needed something funny and silly with a lot of heart, and I just rewatched Buffy, so. Yeah. Well, I could get scrubs. I just rewatched the whole series, like, two weeks ago. Well, as long as we're starting with the the deal, um, how did Cosima find out that Kendall was sick? Didn't Kendall ask Scott not to tell anyone? Kendall told them. Kendall did. When did she tell them? She told Siobhan at the very beginning. Yeah, but this, the deal happened, no, no, the deal happened before Kendall mm-hmm. told Siobhan. Yeah. Cosima's on the, Cosima's talking to Sarah over, you know, Skype or whatever, and um, she says, I think I have a workaround, but you're not going to like it. Oh, I don't know. Scott may have broke the confidence, or Kendall may have told her off screen. You know, right. I was wondering about that. But I thought, about the- yeah, but I mean, that annoyed me that that, that happened off screen. I mean, it, it may be a little thing, but it just kind of bothered me because she she tell, said, "Don't tell me, don't tell anyone." So anyway, yeah, how, did they, how did they how did they get to the point where they knew that Kendall could be a help in this with Kasima and Sarah? How did they get to that conclusion? To about the deal making. That's where well, I got lost. Kendall, I mean, I understand what if Kasima knew about the leukemia, which she does obviously. Mm-hmm. I understand. I guess the science is right or works that that they could do what they agreed to do as long as Kendall was okay with it. Um, I just thought, you know, it doesn't seem like that much time has passed, and like Scott breaks down in like two days or something and tells Kasima. Uh, well, maybe this is what happened, and I don't know if this is what happened, but uh, what's her name? Susan offered Kasima the deal, and Kasima talked to Sarah about it, and then they talked to Kendall, and Kendall told them that she was sick. Yeah, that's, no, but I, I don't, that's but I think, the impression that I got. But Kasima says, Kasima says to, at the beginning, Kasima says to Sarah, I have a workaround, you're not going to like it. Right. And unless she's not talking about, unless she's talking about something else and not the fact that Kendall has leukemia, which I'm pretty sure she is, you know, it's just, it, and this is not necessarily a big point, but it is, it is something that bothered me. Mm. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it now and see if I can find a clue. Yeah, I mean, maybe I missed something somewhere, but I, you know, I didn't think so. So. Well, I didn't catch that either, so maybe maybe it was something that wasn't included. That or Shane, did you catch that? I didn't know. No, I I didn't. Okay. I'm I'm wondering before we go any further, can we just all weigh in on whether or not we like Kendall as a character? I will personally well, say that I don't, and therefore I had a hard time uh, being upset. I guess I was upset for Cosima and for Mrs. S. But I've always found her to be so obstinate and difficult and very hard to like. Yeah, that's another problem I had with it because I think um, Kendall makes this rather quick turnaround. Yes. And, um, you know, know, maybe – you don't know how much time has been spent in Iceland. Did she kind of, like, warm up to everyone in Iceland? And, you know, when she comes back, she's complaining about being on this transport plane forever and ever. And, you know, you think, okay, well, fine, that's that's understandable. But 
But, yeah, I mean, there's this quick turnaround in Kendall, which I didn't find um, uh, convincing. Well, they've done that with a couple characters, haven't they? Make really kind of obnoxious characters all of a sudden have a saving grace before they die. We're all, we're all of a sudden supposed to like them because they do something great. Well, I've, I've liked Kendall a little bit. My grandfather was very obstinate like Kendall. Um, and I loved him very, very much. But I grew up with him. It wasn't like he was entered into my life at a, as I was older. Um, and so I, she's always kind of reminded me of my grandfather. So I've always kind of had like this endearment towards her. Ooh. But also, um, like when she's telling Scott in episode two, like I just found my kin. I don't want them to just pity me. I want to actually have a relationship with them. So I don't think that the turnaround we saw in this episode happened in this episode. I think it's been slow going. Um, And quite frankly, if I was stuck in the ass of a cargo plane for 18 hours and then in the back of a truck, I'd be kind of bitchy too. Yeah, especially if you're a smoker. And also, especially if I had leukemia and probably wasn't comfortable. Yeah, it's true. So um, I can... I've seen the turnaround in Kendall happening back when we were the like five minutes we were in Iceland before we blew up the cabin. So um, I liked her the most that I've liked her was in this episode. Well, I don't, I don't really have any good feelings for her because I, I really love Siobhan and, and she get, she made Siobhan's life a living hell. She did. So, so I, you know, I don't have any warm fuzzies for her at all. I didn't hate her, but you know, she wasn't my favorite person. I didn't hate her either, but I found it hard to I found her hard to like, and therefore, yeah. when she died, I was like, "Okay, well, all right." I mean, I was <laughs> I was definitely more sad for Siobhan yeah. and the clones and for Casino specifically. Yeah. Well, you know, I did. Excuse me. I did like the fact that she was really sweet to Cosima as she was dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She she was, um, but I feel like, you know, the clones are going to pull through. Like, yeah. So I was more worried for Cosima, but now that she's... I'm not worried that she's going to die from a disease. I'm, I was worried that she was going to get killed by Evie Cho. Like, that's... Yeah. I don't think she's. they're going to kill Cosima off with a disease. That'd be... Oh, I, I actually think they might. Yeah, I I with you. So she, mm. she is physically unstable enough yeah. that this kind of stress, this kind of emotional trauma, could send her over the edge. It really could. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really really concerned that Kasima is going to die at all. Um, a heart heartbreak. Yeah, I'm I'm not really. There's going to be some table flipping and a very long rant. Oh my god! Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. If if Casima uh, dies, um, yeah. So I will say one nice thing about Kendall, though. I, I really did like it when she called Siobhan chicken. Oh my God, my heart, my little heart couldn't take that. <laughs> when that she was... called Siobhan chicken, I was like, Oh, that's where it started. My God. Yeah. Oh. Like. It's pretty sweet. Like, I think I even texted Lynette, oh, my God, my heart. And she was like, chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chicken. <laughs> it was really sweet. And, I mean, I, love- I, the, I guess the other thing, I do find it, I'm not sure I find it 
you know, believe her, her change of heart, Kendall's change of heart necessarily. But I, I do feel like I understand her willingness to kind of give herself up because she was, you know, she's going to die anyway, and why not, you know, quicker rather than longer and drawn out. Right. And for for a purpose. For a purpose, I mean, yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I enjoyed seeing Kendall and her interactions with everybody, so I am a little sad that she's gone. For her, her character specifically, not just the implications as to what that means for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does anybody remember the name of the psychiatrist cop, what his name is? Psychiatrist cop? Yeah, it's Our Beardo. Beardo? <laughs> He's not the psychiatrist cop. He's the union cop. Okay. I always want to make him the psychiatrist. I don't know why. I don't either, because he'd be horrible. Well, he'd be <laughs> terrible. I wonder what they have on him, though. Yeah. Because I just thought he was a stooge, right? Like, I didn't think they'd, mm. he'd be anything. But then at the end, Kendall said, well, you know, what do they have on you? Like, why are you doing this? And then it's like, oh, well, maybe he does have a backstory. And now I, all of a sudden I was very curious. <laughs> Actually, he, he, he had a really good line. He said, I'm, what is it? I'm in over my head just like you or something like that. Or, you know, she's something about his family. Yeah. Yeah. So it has something to do with his family. I'm trying to remember what that was that he said. I don't think it was anything necessarily specific. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think he said anything specific. He's just like, uh, I'm in over my head just like you or something like that. It's just kind of okay. very forthright. I don't know what's going on. You know, I got to do what I got to do. I got to do what they tell me to do. Okay. Yeah. I think another thing I found, you know, found irritating and not quite believable. I mean, Benjamin, you know, makes all these plans and they and they they get a hold of Kendall. I'm just like, come on! Surely Benjamin would have done better, better security than that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but the illusion is everywhere, um, and I think that's. I mean, that's been my theory since season one. Right, but, I mean, wouldn't there have been more people, like, protecting Kendall? I mean, it was just, well, I don't know, maybe if there were more people protecting Kendall, their Neolution would have just had more people come after him. But it just seemed a little a little lax. Well, the more people there are, the more obvious it is that something's happening. Okay. If it was, right. if it was just Benjamin, because there was... Benjamin wasn't the one moving her. There was no. It was somebody else. Yeah, but was, Benjamin is the plant. I mean, he's the one who's right. There was three plant. people moving her. There was the one guy that was on our team, and the two guys that happened to be in the illusion. Hmm. And so, okay. um, but all of those, I mean, Siobhan blew up, or you know, shot, and then big fire happened to the big bird watching house up there. So there's not a lot of friendly left. So Benjamin may have gone to people he's used in the past that Neolution had gotten to in, in the between time. Hmm. So, uh, and I mean, they took out our guy really, really quick. Um, but yeah, Neolution is like every damn place. Oh, and also, do you know who knows where the safe house is? Adele. 
but whatever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying anything. I don't want to be a Sarah here, and you know, Felix <laughs> can't have anything nice. But like the newest player that we have that knows where the safe house is, Adele, happened to not be in this episode. I Ooh. loved it when Mrs. S told Felix, "When this is all over, bring her back." Or basically, when it's time to bury Kendall. <laughs> That's yeah. not gonna happen now, but you know, bring bring her back, and so she can be with her family. It's like, oh well, that is really nice. And Felix called her mom. That was a yeah. nice gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That also that also got my heart. Sarah d- did too. She yeah. called her mom when um, she's told uh, Siobhan that you know what they're gonna do with Kendall. Yeah. Siobhan had both of her kids, and she got called chicken. It was just oh god, it was too much. So great. So much emotion. Oh, God, yes. Um, so, so Sarah makes this deal. And they figure out that since Kendall's a chimera, they can hand over the Lita information only through her leukemia because it's only the Lita cells that are uh, leukemia technical term there um (laughs) and so they offer that deal to susan and susan wants to save her girls at the risk of not saving her ira her boy (laughs) i can't i can't oh i gagged a little trying to say sexy times that's, oh God, no! Her boy toy—that's <laughs> gross. Both of you are disgusting human beings. No, if you listen to our commentary, you will hear me going, "Oh no, no, thank you." Like any time they're on screen together, I just get the heebie-jeebies. It just ugh. Here's yeah. to you, Mrs. Robinson. Right? <laughs> uh, I guess we won't be seeing that anymore. Yeah. Yay! Wait. Why not? He's not dead. He's not dead. Yeah, because Sarah took five minutes to save him because she can't help saving people. I actually did feel sorry for Ira. Yeah. Well, if well, he tried to offer himself, he's he, definitely not the big bad, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's not a, necessarily a big bad. We just don't like the relationship between him and Susan. And he's a little freaky looking. And I bet... But he he himself doesn't seem to have done anything wrong. And, and I felt bad. He, he, um, he felt so... So in despair because that you know he wasn't going to be helped or he didn't think he was going to be helped. I anyway, don't. We don't have to spend a lot of time on that, but I did feel sorry for him for a short, you know. I don't because he. I understand that he is partnered, yeah, with Susan to some extent, um, but it's kind of like how I felt about Kennedy on Buffy. Where all of a sudden she's there and then she's part of the Scooby gang. Like, Ira is a subject. He shouldn't be making these decisions. And he's at Susan's side like he matters. I should point out that K-word doesn't exist to me. Who doesn't? (laughs) Kennedy. K-word. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, And so, like, that's kind of how I felt about Ira this season. Is, like, suddenly he's 
important, even though he's the caster. And I understand that Rachel was important, but Rachel had been, and I understand that Ira had been raised that way. I just really don't like the caster clones. Mm. And so, like, him sitting in Evie's office, like, talking to Evie like he's above her. And just because you're banging the scientist who's in charge of all this doesn't mean that you're actually that high up on the food chain. You're just her slave boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it, he always had delusions of grandeur. That's what I'm trying to get to. That bugged me. It would have been nice to have just a regular caster. Just yeah. Just like average, normal, like, I can sympathize with this person. Because even Mark had philosophies that I, I couldn't Yeah, Mark, I, I, could, I, would, I could forget that Mark was a caster clone and like him. Yeah, m- but he was, again, involved in the creepy cult and did bad things. Like, there, there is no, there hasn't been a caster where we could like, really. Mar- yeah, but Mark was the closest thing. He was the closest thing. So, yeah, I just... And he was, the, Ira was a bit of a drama queen, you know. <laughs> when Susan's leaving to go, um, to go get uh, the Kendall's cells, you know, he's lying on the bed, my, you know... <laughs> My life is expendable. Yeah. Yes, yes right. it is. You are a science project. <laughs> I mean, pay attention. You know what Helsinki is. Those girls got too uppity and they lit them on fire. Yes, you are expendable. Just because you're sleeping with the lead on the project doesn't mean you're not. And that's more of the delusions of Granger that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> how did everybody feel about... Sarah and Cosima bypassing Siobhan altogether to do this deal. Well, they didn't do it all together. They made the plan and then went to Siobhan. Mm. Well, they went to Kendall. Kendall agreed to it before they told Siobhan. And they set it up and everything. Yeah. And and then they told Siobhan. I mean, she still could have. She still could have. You know, asked it at that point, but I don't know. It felt weird to me. It felt like the wrong move. Well, Sarah's really good at that. And for me, it felt kind of true to Sarah's character. Yeah. So do you think that Siobhan's going to come back and blame Sarah and Cosima for her mom's death? I think she's going to blame mostly Sarah because Sarah's her daughter. I know she right. loves Cosima yeah. and is starting to see Cosima in more of a pater- uh, maternal role. But mm-hmm. Sarah's her kid. And so Sarah's going to get most of the blame, I think. And I think that Siobhan is going to frame it in a way, and I think we're supposed to see it in a way, that it was very selfish of those two um, to do what they did. But I, I, I don't think it was selfish because the bot was trying to kill Sarah and Kasima's dying. Well, I have a lot of faith in Siobhan's mental health. I think that she will address it with them, but I don't think it will turn into anything nasty. I think, you know what I mean? I think she'll let him know how she feels, but it won't turn into this big... Yeah, and I, I, I got... And I also think she, she said it was the wrong play, and so she may feel like there could have... There could there was have They should have done something different be, for practical reasons, and she's right because it didn't work out. But I think Siobhan is very clear-headed about consequences and... and whether things will work out or not. So mm. there may be, I agree, there, you know, she may blame 
Sarah, but I think it will mostly be because she thinks it was the wrong play, not because um, she thinks they were selfish. Right. Well, no, I feel like the show framed it as those as they were being selfish. Um, but I agree, and and Siobhan has had a lot more time to do this kind of shit. She's been doing this kind of stuff, right, for such a long time that Sarah and Kasima should have. I mean, especially Sarah, who grew up with Siobhan, should have been a little bit more like oh mom probably has an idea of how to do this or something safer anyway right yeah. Sarah just covered- acts unilater- unilaterally yeah, all the time like pouring the bleach over the thing it's like oh just calm down just calm down wait a minute <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. maybe get a second opinion right. yeah but in her place I would have thought that it was Susan as well well I agree I mean we all, I, I assumed it was Susan but that, but that doesn't mean maybe you take this unilateral action without getting information. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty uh, reckless to do that, you know, especially since we find out later that, you know, they lost everything. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But, you know, that is, that is Sarah's character. I mean, it's, it's not out of character for her to do that. So. But like I said earlier, we do have four more episodes left. And um, we have Crystal, who isn't going to stop just because Felix of Scotland Yard. (laughs) Um, You don't think so? No, she's not going to stop. I don't know. I I don't know. Oh, no. She she glommed on to that whole when he said Neolution. She goes, what? Neolution? She's not going to give up. Yeah, no, she's not going to stop because she really... She wants to get the bo- to the bottom of this uh, genetic cosmetic, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, <be> thing. Because, <laughs> you know, L'Oreal is after her. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think Crystal's going to stop. And I think Crystal's going to be, if Crystal gets introduced to the Clone Club, it's going to be because she accidentally stumbles onto the shit. Yeah, they're not going to pull her in, that's for they're sure. They're not going to pull her in unless they have to, which I kind of agree with because they need to protect her. Yes. And protecting and the easiest way to protect Crystal is to not have her be involved. Is not withholding her, information from people does not protect them. No. But leaving Crystal naive and so that Neolution and everybody knows that she's not one of the people coming after them, that she is not self aware, I think gives her a better chance than if she was in on all of this. Well, especially since Evie didn't even know who she was till last episode. That's true. Well, if they go with a strategy that, okay, we we understand you'd stop digging into it because we're taking care of it. You know, the cop, the American cop and the guy from Scotland Yard. I thought he he was from London. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like you you tell Crystal that like we're working on it, like maybe she'll back off and that will protect her. She reminds me of, like, these people who listen to InfoWars, um, who, like, they get certain facts right, but then they always draw the wrong conclusions. Yes. And it's conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. And right. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't have enough information yet. Like, or giant leaps not, of logic. Yes, giant leaps of logic. Exactly. 
I love her though. I love her so much. Oh yeah, I love I love Crystal. Listen, I, was, I just I'm taking a self defense class. It was just like a reaction. I know it. Said she's in danger of overtaking Allison as my favorite. I love Crystal. And I said on the commentary that I would love a scene between Cosima and Crystal, where Cosima tries to explain like science to her. <laughs> it would just be hilarious. <laughs> great wouldn't it and the moment she sprays uh, fee in the face with the spray oh my gosh that was an overreaction at all wasn't it not at all crystal and that that right there is what leads me to believe that she's not going to let this go she's taking these self-defense classes she's carrying pepper spray with her like she's She's not going to let this go just because Art and Inspector Felix told her to. I I don't know. I I still feel like she might, but that something else will happen that will bring her back in. You know, like to run into the caster again or something. I I mean, that's just a feeling I got that she would let, she would let it go at least for a while. So are you thinking like like they do sometimes that this plan to not get her involved is going to backfire on them? Oh, of course, of course, because everything these yeah. films do backfires on them. It mm. does. But yeah, I just Crystal needs to be protected at all costs. <laughs> Poor baby. <sighs> um, I really liked the scenes with um, Kasima and Evie taking the bot out of Sarah. Because it was such a touching moment between Kasima and Sarah, and I love seeing that. Um, and I like how Evie tried to kill Sarah accidentally on purpose, maybe, by puncturing the toxin sack mm. in the bot. Oh, I've I've punctured the t- I've I've punctured it. It's gonna leak neurotoxins into you now. Kasima's like, yeah, we can patch it. And Evie's like, God damn it. <laughs> um. So do you think that the the bot is out and, and there's nothing left to, to do any damage? Yeah, we saw the bot come out. Yeah, I know we saw the bot come out, but there's nothing else that could that could be a problem. Unless there's lasting effects from the bot. Mm. Um, I think yes. I think it's out. And Kasima took the bot. So I yeah. think that'll give them some, some extra science as well. Right. Yeah, they have two bots. They have Leaky's bot and they have Sarah's bot. Right. Yeah. And now we know what Leaky's bot was for, in theory, because mm-hmm. Evie chose a liar, and she makes me say really bad words. Oh, don't uh, hold back. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold back. Because <laughs> um, she makes me say really bad words. But um, I don't know that we can trust her. That Leaky's was to help prevent Alzheimer's, but at the same time, that seems like such an innocuous lie. Like, why would you lie about that? But then I remember that it's Evie Cho, and she probably lies just by breathing. Yeah, I mean, saying saying something like that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that sounds like a good thing. I mean, you may may or may not like the method, but at least the the intent is a good intent, so it could have been something, something... Right. Something um, malicious rather than beneficial. Right. 
I like I was wondering what um Scott says, um he says Leaky's bot is looking kind of peaky. I was wondering what what that meant. I mean I know what it meant, but whether you know, whether that had any would have any importance. I thought it was cute that he was rhyming stuff. <laughs> um, it might be that because it's disintegrating, it'll be harder to find the use. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it might be a bad thing. Yeah. So what if I'm making a connection to season one here because my brain just lit up. What if ding, 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 ding. What if Leaky's bot was actually to help him understand languages? Because he says in season one that he has an implant for that. And then he's like, haha, no, we're working on it, though. Ooh, what mm-hmm. if that's actually what his bot did? Well, that's possible, but it's not particularly um, nefarious. It's not no, and it's malicious. not necessarily important either. All but right. it's just something he had said in season one. Mm-hmm. Like, what if- But you guys remember back when Kasim uh, and Scott were in the lab and Kasima goes, starts talking about Lake and she goes, and she says, I'm going to put a snake in the tube and Nikki's going to come in and go, great Scott, I've made, yeah. I've, yes. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Created life itself. <laughs> and I think it's kind of ironic that they all got worms in there. Right. Yeah. And now she's a worm in a tube. Great Scott, I've created life itself. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have a mastery of languages, but it meant having a maggot inside your cheek at all times, would you say, would you take that option? Uh, no. 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 Yeah. I can imagine if, a lot of people I, saying that uh, that it's going to my mouth. Like what? Yeah, there are other no, options to so. get around language stuff. You can hire interpreters. You can learn a language, but no, I'm not putting the bot that thing in my cheek. No, no, no. no, no. I don't want a worm in my face. That if I brush my teeth too hard, it might kill me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I shitty just, technology. <laughs> I really loved Kasima getting to do science on Sarah and just the touching moment of, of those two. Um, I really like how close those two have become this season. Yeah. Um, and we got to see where that thing, Evie Cho, got the scar in her cheek. Hmm. Oh, yeah, she got this whole thing. <laughs> okay, so, so let's talk about this. <sighs> find, find it convincing when Evie Cho says the best thing you can do is to kill yourself. I could see where Beth would believe it. Mm-hmm. Especially with, with the flashbacks we've had this season and where she was mentally. She was on a lot of drugs. She was on a okay, lot of so drugs. She was on a lot of drugs, you believe it? Because did it see... All right, let's say you're not on a lot of drugs. Does it sound convincing? I I didn't think it sounded all that convincing. Myself. I don't think it would have convinced Sarah or Kasima or Helena. Okay. But I can see where it convinced Beth. Okay. And if Beth had already been thinking about it, it may have been just enough to push yeah. her over the edge. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, I've been thinking about it. This is the best way out. Oh, someone else said exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That makes perfect sense, really. I don't believe anything Evie chose. I think she was just being really mean to Casino myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she was I, horrible. Her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was horrible. But oh. so so cold. Oh, just no. You she know, enjoyed that. She yeah. No. Um, 
no sympathy at all, you know, no kind of gentleness at all in like telling Kasima that Delphine was dead. Uh, which I don't believe. No. Um, I don't know. I believed it. Because I don't believe anything that Evie says. I think Delphine being alive is entirely dependent on the actress's availability. And that's why they're being cagey. Hmm. She's alive Agreed. if they can get get her to come back onto the show. She's Schrodinger's cast member. She's Schrodinger's she's... Ca- cast, <laughs> yes. <number. laughs> yeah, Schrodinger's cast. yes. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think they would have made it such a big deal about Delphine. I mean, she was brought up, what, twice, three times in the show? And they hadn't been doing that if they had, didn't have some plans of trying to get her back on. She, her her name has been mentioned, or an image of her has been on every single episode. Mm-hmm. But they spent a lot of time mentioning her this time. Yeah, and I think that if Fawcett and Mason are just um, dicking us around with this, Ooh. I'm going to be even more mad that she's dead. Um... See, but you think she, they're dicking you around because you, you're maintaining hope that she's alive. If she was dead, this would be honoring her memory by not making her a forgotten character. It's showing that she, she had an impact while she was alive. Yes, but you could do that and still admit from the very beginning that she's dead and talk about, oh, Delphine helped me with this. Oh, I love Delphine. Oh, I missed her too. Like, she could still be spoken of without there being this is she or isn't she um and Lynette the thing that Lynette read at the beginning um Fawcett later on in that even says would you believe Evie she's our big bad we oh, still haven't well, heard we still haven't heard Crystal's side of the story yeah yeah I I don't read the producer's comments so I that can be seen as being dicked around yeah I'm just and Based on what I've seen on the show, just reading the show's text, they're acting like she's definitely dead. Yeah. I don't so. necessarily agree because they didn't – Crystal didn't say, oh, true, I saw true. her killed. I saw her shot. I saw everything. Right. Yeah, maybe so. Crystal has another story. I don't know. I will say that uh, the actress who is on a Canadian show, another Canadian show right now, and it was renewed – so, read into that what you will. Right. Um, but there are plenty of actors and actresses who have been on two shows. And it being that we're going in shortened seasons is like the thing. Like, I don't see why she couldn't come back for at least an appearance. But Right. I really feel like at this point, it's not so much a story beat as we're keeping our options open. Okay. And they haven't maybe haven't decided themselves. I would like to be as optimistic as you, Matt. (laughs) But history has told me that no. Okay, so I have a question for you. Does Evie know the answer to the question? Oh, yeah. Mm. Evie knows the truth. Absolutely. About Delphine? Yeah, about Delphine. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's probably she just she just wanted to crush Casima because her sister pistol whipped her so hard. Yeah, somebody somebody with Casima's face beat the shit out of her in a limo, and so she wanted to pay that person back. 
Yeah. And you can see flashbacks of Beth going through her head while she's watching Cosima. You know, yeah. you know that's thinking. Exactly. And seriously, if if Tatiana Maslany does not get at least an Emmy nomination for that scene. Oh my. Like, it was astounding, astounding. My heart broke. Like, I wanted to stand up and applaud. Her acting was so amazing, and they did that whole part in one take. Really? It was amazing. They didn't have to do another take. They didn't know what Tot was going to do when the Delphine was killed happened. No one was expecting what Tot did. Tot. Yeah. Listen to you. That's (laughs) yes, Tot. Um, no one was expecting that, and so like that was one take. Mm. They didn't need any other takes, Um, and especially for a clone show where they do a bazillion takes of everything, for there to only be one take of that scene, like I think that really speaks to what an amazing actress she is. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. I kind of can't wait till the show's over so she can go on and do more things. Yeah. I feel like we're only glimpsing her range. I mean, she gets to do so many things, but I just, I feel like her range is just immense and I can't wait to. Well, I feel like we get to see a lot of her range because she's playing like 15 different people. And yeah, but I feel like there's more. There's in other kinds of shows, not just science fiction shows, but yeah. I want to. I want, we've seen her like, briefly in Parks and Rec, so we know she can do comedy. Like, yeah, she does comedy because she's Allison. But I want to. I just want to. I want to see her in everything, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is just amazing. And if the show goes to plan, the next season will be the last season. Yep. Yeah. Which I agree with. I mean, I will be sad, but. TV shows have a propensity to go on for way too long nowadays. Hello, X Files. <laughs> <laughs> and just screw everything up. Um, and so I really don't want that to happen to this show. This is this is the kind of show that should go on for X amount of seasons because they have this plan and it needs to be executed, and then it's over. Not trying right. to fill. Oh, you guys are such a great show we're gonna renew you for three more seasons well we don't have three more seasons of of plot make stuff up you know mm-hmm. like or rehash mm-hmm. things they already did and put a new name yeah. on it yeah and that's just one of the reasons why last season was so disappointing is that it felt like a wheel spinning and now yeah. the plot's kicked into gear and every episode's been propulsive well okay yeah. caster is really important and we learned so, Neolution was the big bad of season one, and we didn't see it at all in season two, and then it came back at the end of season three. Caster was the big bad of season three. We're not really seeing Caster here. All of season five is going to be just shit hitting fan after fan after fan after fan. Um, what? I'm sorry. What did Susan call Evie a re? Engineer, a re-engineer. I thought, she, she, I thought she just said uh, the engineer. Yeah, she just said the engineer. Yeah, the engineer. Yeah, she, yeah, Sarah. I think it's Sarah says who would do this, and and Susan says the engineer. Yeah, she just says engineer. Okay, all right. I mean the character from Miss Saigon. <laughs> there's there's somebody out there who gets uh-huh. that. I don't know. 
There's there's somebody laughing for you right now, Matt. It's Thanks. Nice. Appreciate it. Thank You're you. Welcome. Thank you, person. Oh. Thank you, thank you anonymous person. Give him a give him an anonymous hug. Yeah, if you are that anonymous person, send in feedback. Let us know that you are that anonymous person. Clone Dance Party Introcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Um, but yeah, so I think that last season for me was very much the middle of the trilogy or the middle part of the book or the, the, the it was the middle, which is not always the best. And four and five are going to wrap everything up. Because four has been... Four has been why I love this show. Season four, for me, has been hearkening back to... Season one... The parts of season one and two that I just really loved. Yep. It's been great so far. I hope that uh, episodes seven and eight are good as well. Uh I have no concerns about 9 and 10 because it's the end of the season and things, you know, end on cliffhangers and so forth. But middle parts of seasons are usually flabby, but 5 and 6 have been great, so will 7 and 8, hopefully. Well, I always feel like that back part of the season is always the strongest Mm -hmm. because I feel like Mm -hmm. they do a five-episode or they do a five-hour finale, and it starts at episode six. They usually give us a good comedy episode toward the end, too. Yeah. Yeah. An Allison episode. Allison and Crystal. Oh, my God. My head would explode. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, awesome. last season, we got the Paul death. And the worst line in the history of this show. <laughs> Yo, you gotta <laughs> let it go, Liz. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, come on, Lizzie. I don't remember. Was that the comedy episode? No, I'm thinking comedy episode. That was the one where um, Allison was running for school board. Right. That was And Cosima uh, showed up and yeah. had to give her speech, and Allison's mother was there. Yeah, that was my favorite episode of last season. No, that was a great episode. But no, I was, I, was, no I was talking about uh, Paul was blown up. And right yeah. before he gets blown up, his line is, it was never Beth that I loved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gross. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. Okay. Uh, all that data was deleted by the Trojan virus. Yes. Who the hell, if you've been working on something for such a long period of time, who the hell doesn't back up that shit? Yeah. Got to put it in the cloud, Scott. No, they didn't want to put it in the cloud. They, were they didn't want anybody online. to find it, yeah. yeah. In your own but cloud. They should have put it on a whole other Yeah, they should have been drive. backed up, yeah. Hmm. And you know what? They, we may have... We may find out when Cosima gets back that she did do that. I don't but know. She wouldn't have done that without telling Scott that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That. These clones don't always tell people everything. Well, if she did and do that, I would find it them. there. I would be really unhappy with the show for writing that in. I just can't. I just, you know. Well, Kendall's dead now. They don't have the blood. So that's going to be a big hindrance, yeah. too. So. Well, they have, yeah, they don't have that. They have they have two bots, which I'm assuming will be some somewhat helpful. And then what's the story with Helena's canister? The, the eggs are dead. Yeah. Yeah, but... They're still kind of important. Is there nothing that can be done with them? And why does? How is it that Helena knows that they're dead and that she needed to 
feed them liquid nitrogen. Who told her that? Nobody knows about the canister. Um, she may have looked it up I, online. She has access to a computer now. I, you're right, Janice. Why did I? I thought that they showed that the babies were dead, for, so we knew they were dead. But there could be a reason they brought them up because they're going to be important later. It's possible. Janice, you're just catching it, catching all of it, right? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess Liz could be right, but it just seems to me that you know that Helena could have looked it up online, but. I'm or it sure. could have it could have been on the side of the thing, and she just never read it before. <laughs> like here's how to, um, uh, here's how to yeah here's how to put the nitro in, or the dry ice or what have you. Well, I think yeah okay. Um, I still think though that the, like they're dead. I get that, but there may be something they can do with them. Otherwise, they wouldn't wouldn't. Um, keep showing them or they may have actually just given us closure on something for once Mm -hmm. Mm. everything is suspect in this show Mm -hmm. right seriously so so did anyone's opinion of of susan change in this episode no no a little no i didn't i didn't change um um i Kind of, because I feel like, I feel like this is going to put her on the side of Lita and maybe give access to Rachel. Yes. Because she doesn't want her project to die and Evie wants to kill her project. So I think it was a forced change, but I don't like... Mm. I trust her more because she wants to keep the girls alive. It might be for nefarious reasons, but I do believe that she wants to save save Lita. So basically what you're saying is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's kind of what I'm thinking right now. But as a person, I, I my opinion never hasn't changed at all. I think I think you're right, Liz. I think that there, you know, she will be working with them because she has a goal that she needs them for. But I think she's still a horrid person. I mean, as long as she saves them for right now, then we can get around the how do we get them away from her. But I don't think we can save the girls without her right now. No, I agree. And I feel like getting Rachel back is part of that. I feel like the girls are all stronger when they're together. Mm. Ooh. I mean, I, I honestly, for a moment, thought Cosima was dead at the end of the episode. When we had that two shot of the back of, of Cosima's head and the gun. Right. Yeah. I generally thought for a split second she was going to be shot in the back of the head. I was scared for Cosima. Because mm. I couldn't figure out why they would keep her alive. Mm. Why did they keep her alive? I don't oh, know. they t- yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. She told her to go back and tell them something. What was it she said? Yeah, but... That's still not a reason. That's not a reason, no. Maybe because Evie's a vindictive bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that. <clears throat> the... Wow. Well. Yeah. Uh, 
No, well, let, let me put, let me put it this: this how this episode affected me. Thursday, Thursday afternoons are my orphan black afternoons where I listen to the official orphan black podcast. I listen to you guys, and it gets me pumped up to watch the episode on Friday. This episode affected me so much. I actually went on iTunes and actually tried to find another podcast to listen to that we were discussing this episode because I wanted to hear other people's opinions so much. I'm glad that the episode affected you in this way and that you got to guest with us, Ben. That's mm. great. Mm. It was pretty powerful all the way through it. Mm. Even during the comic relief, it was, I, it was still tense for me. Yeah, this was an mm. incredibly tense episode. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I know Crystal was the comic relief and everything, but even her stuff was kind of tense. Yeah. It was. Because they were trying to protect her, so. Mm. Oh my god, that outfit. Oh my god. What, Felix's outfit? Oh my god, yes! <laughs> yes. I don't know, that didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and now Art's like, what? And he's like, what? <laughs> Nothing about that surprised me that Felix would show up as an inspector dressed like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I knew the layer part layer of uh, plaid. It right. Was like... <laughs> um, and Felix owned every single bit of that. He did not have to purchase any of that. That was just waiting yeah. for him. Yeah. He'd been saving that. <laughs> you know, what, do we miss anything? Oh, there was one note that I had, actually, a bit, bit of a behind-the-scenes note, if that's okay. Of course. Um, the montage uh, thing that we saw at the end, uh, the, uh, sh- the very, very last shot we see in the episode of um, Beth walking to the train station... <sighs> yes. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. That was actually done in the edit. Oh, okay. That was that wasn't originally scripted. Oh, okay. okay. That that was actually between two studios, and they put it together in the edit. Okay. Um. Yeah, I didn't like that scene. Mm. You didn't like the scene at the end where she's walking to the train? No. No. Oh. Because it's really hard to maintain that she is alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not invested in that idea, so I was okay with me. I mean, it was a beautiful scene and everything. I thought it was a very sad scene, but... But, yeah. well, things can be beautiful and sad at the same time. This is yeah. true. Yep. She's just so broken. And it's just... So, at so? the end of our little commentary, Nutty said, Madam, coming around to your side, that Beth is dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet, but yeah. I, yeah. I kind of yeah. wanted just to see her, like, go from, you know, like, this is Beth, like, spotlight. This is definitely Beth, and she's going in front of the train. She's dead. Like, let's end that line of theory. Like, make it just done. It would be nice to have something just kind of, like, settled. <laughs> in the meet- Yeah, that's. Because now there's still, uh, you know, a chance that she's not. Mm. Last time I was on this podcast, I made a 
impassioned speech about the fact that I thought Beth was alive, but after seeing this episode... I know. I got you yeah. over to my side in this episode. Just yes. everything up. Yeah. <laughs> Such a wonderfully tragic story. No, it really is. And, and I don't want them to mess with it. I don't want them to say, she's really alive. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, that's I, like a gimmick. I get that. But I was just with us. Um, but now I can just focus all of my is alive energy onto Delphine. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because I grew up watching shows by, you know, X-Files and J.J. Abrams and Buffy and where people aren't necessarily really dead if they're dead. That's right. So. How many times did Buffy die? Three? Um, Twice. Twice. Well, if you go with the theory that the potentials were awakened because all Slayers died at once. And that's how they awoken them. Then she died three times, but she actually died twice. Okay. Dokey. But yeah, so that end scene. I feel like. Okay, so the end scene was Beth, but the scene with Kendall and Kasima. Yeah. Um, I feel like they brought Kasima out there to show the audience that Kendall really is dead. So that there wouldn't be this of, is she or isn't she? Um, and we wouldn't have to deal with the clones wondering, is, is she or isn't she? We all know. Kasima saw it. Or heard it. Um, but it was so screwed up to take Kasima out there. Mm. It really was. And make her listen to her mother, essentially. Yeah. Her biological lineage to be shot and then blown up. Um, and Kendall was just so sweet with her and just yeah, trying she, to encourage her to keep fighting the good fight and 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 uh, tell you know saying tell tell my daughter she did good. Yeah, like it was just such an emotional like that's the, that is what fucked me up from this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, after that, I was like... Because I've been rewatching Angel, and I was like, I can't even watch Angel right now. <laughs> like, I have to go with something funny. <laughs> and so... Um, like, that, that scene has just been, like, with me. Like, and, um, and Kasima, the way Kasima just turned around, and the little... Like, the little jump when the gun went off. Mm. And just the whole, like, oh, that scene, like, that that whole scene needs to be taught in acting classes. Like, this is how you act. Mm -hmm. And not just with Tatiana Maslany, but with the woman who plays Kendall, with everybody. Like, that was just, oh, my gosh. I have to admit, I was genuinely crying at that point. I'm pregnant. I cry all the time. So I don't know that how much my tears quantify right now. <laughs> um, I mean, my dad called me yesterday and played an Eagles song for me with some of his old bandmates from college, and I cried for like half an hour. So, <laughs> like, I don't know that me crying really how much that amounts to at this moment. I did. I didn't cry. 
course, I'm not a big crier, but I was really moved by it. I mean, it's, it stuck with me. Um, I've got a hypothetical for you, Liz. Just okay. Hypothetical. Don't read too much into it. Mm-hmm. But if you had, if you were giving birth and it was a girl, okay, and you were forced at gunpoint to uh-huh. name your daughter after a clone, Kasima. Okay. He's not going to give up. He's not. He's going to give up. No, I wasn't. I was, this was not a trick. This She's like, I'm not pre- fishing this time. I wasn't fishing. I, I had a, okay. That's why I had a preface with a long preamble. I just wanted to know if you had a name. You know, I think that's a, yeah. That's, um, that's a great name. Unusual, unusual, but not like kooky. Um, and, and I choose Kasima because of her science background. Um. I like that she's a little eccentric. Um, also, I dislike all of the other clones' names. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. like, by default... I, Allison's fine, but it's kind of generic. Allison is okay, but I have a lot of friends named Allison. Sarah, also fine. Kind of generic. Yeah. I mean, my name is Beth, so that would be a little... Um, oh. Granted, if we do have a boy... We're going to name him James, which has the same meaning as Jacob, which is my husband's name, so I can't really. But, um, yeah, and then even the clones that, like. Crystal Kat, sounds like a stripper. Especially with a K. Um, and I've known too many crystals. That was Elizabeth and Crystal were the names when I was in elementary school. Apologies to all the crystals out there. I just offended. <laughs> if your name wasn't Elizabeth, your name was Crystal when I was growing up. So that, there's a lot of those. Hmm. Um, and, and Katya, we're not quite German enough to pull that off. Um, Jennifer is one of my least favorite names ever. Um, Apologies to all the Jennifers out there who listen. I'm sure uh, most of you are very nice. Um, but I just... I, Helena's not bad. Helena's okay. Uh, my aunt was going to name my cousin Sarah until he came out um, with different parts than she was expecting. Um, and so actually I, when he gets really annoying, I call him Sarah and it makes him more annoyed and it's funny. <laughs> um, in fact, I told him when I got pregnant, if we have a girl, I'm going to name it after my favorite cousin, Sarah. And he hung up on me. Aww. The rest of the family <laughs> thought it was hilarious. I was like, that was my point. Like everybody else laughed. Hey, how, old, how old is he? 33. Oh. <laughs> his wife, his wife laughed hysterically. <laughs> and he was like, we're not, if we ever have a girl, we're not naming her Sarah. And I was like, yeah, you are. I will I will fly to wherever you're having that baby and fill out that birth certificate when you're not looking. You will have a Sarah. It'll be hilarious. But um, but yeah. So by default, it would be Kasima because it's the name that I and I like the name Kasima. But it's the only name of the clones that I like. And if we had a boy, I wouldn't name him after a caster clone. Mm-hmm. They didn't have very good names. Yeah, they either. didn't have good names. Mark is fine. I have an Mark. uncle Mark, and I would name my kid after Uncle Mark, but. Um, that would be like, that would be like done to my head. Like if I had to choose a caster name, it would maybe be Mark, but but yes, definitely Kasima. But all of the women are strong and independent and wonderful women in their own way, which I think would be an important thing to factor in as well. Oh, indeed. Um, I actually really like all of the clones and it's hard every week for me to pick a favorite. Oh, yes. Because I love them all so much. Um, so, but shall we? But Siobhan would be my other name from the show that I would choose. 
Oh, I would, I would so name. Even though, I, even though we're not nearly Irish enough to pull that shit off. I can't pronounce uh, that name, and I've tried, which is why I will always call her Mrs. S. <laughs> you can't, you can't say Siobhan? Yeah. No. Siobhan. I mean, it took me a while to be able to say it after, like, seeing it spelled. But I've, I've gotten there. I've, I've gotten there. Nope, can't do it. I would it. definitely name, a, if I ever had another child, which will never happen, of course, uh, name him Siobhan. I would. I would. And I could get away with it, because, you know. I, I actually, I actually tried uh, for Siobhan to be in the name somewhere, and my husband was like, "No." <laughs> Love it. Hmm. I also That's tried Luna. I also tried Luna, and I also tried um, uh, Rowan for girls, and my husband was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? No." So <laughs> 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 James was easy. It's both of our favorite boys' names, so that, like, made it really easy. We didn't argue about that at all. <laughs> but girls' names took us a long time to settle on. I feel like the, yeah. the Irish-Scottish names are, like, the best names. I agree. Um, What's that? All right, so did we cover everything we wanted to talk about? I think so. I think so. Okay. So let's start off with Shane. Who is your favorite clone and non-clone? Okay. I thought we were doing quotes first. Um, my favorite clone... Well, I was going to say my favorite. It's not my favorite, but it's just for the performance. Uh, Kasima. Okay. And uh, my favorite non-clone uh, has to be Felix. All right. And then Matt. Ooh, favorite clone is tough, but I'm going to say Cosima. All right, and non-clone? Non-clone, you guys are going to object to this, but I'm going to go with Evie Cho. Oh! I, I mean, she was important. She's, she's important, and I and I want to know her story. She's a great villain. Mm. She, yeah. she um, accelerated a lot of the plots. She, she's very... All of a sudden, she's interesting and important. When before, I kind of thought she was just sort of like the PR flunky. It's like, no, there's a whole lot going on with her character. So I, yeah, I'm going to say Evie Cho. Do I like her? No, absolutely not. But no, I, I tell, I'm nominating her. She's she's good yeah. enough as a villain that she makes me dislike her. And mm-hmm. yes. that's good. Uh, Lynette? <clears throat> My favorite clone would be Kasima. And favorite non-clone would have been Siobhan, because I really felt for her really badly. All right. Um, Janice? I'm going to go with Cosima and um, uh, Felix. All right. Um, Cosima is just taking the cake this week. I'm going <laughs> to go with Cosima for favorite clone as well. Um, and my favorite non-clone... You guys aren't going to like this much, but I'm going to go with Kendall. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. I'm like, who? That's <laughs> <laughs> a little I like her. I'm like, what? Who is Kendall? <laughs> I was like, I was like, Felix's sister? She wasn't even in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, right. God. I know. Right. So, yeah, Kendall was my favorite. Um, Just... If for no other reason than the way she was with Kasima at the end. Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So we'll do quotes now, Shane. <laughs> What's your quote? Uh, I've got I, this episode is so quotable. I've, I've genuinely got about twelve here. Well, let's do one to start, and then we can go <laughs> from there. Uh, the top one has to be uh, no tears, Kasima. These chokes aren't worth the soak. Tell Siobhan she's done right always, and tell your sisters I'm proud to be part of them all. Turn around, love. Turn around, good girl. Really? Oh, you had yeah. you had to pick my quote? <laughs> yeah, he did, I guess. <sighs> Alright. Um, Matt? Oh my god. Oh my god. You're that guy that stole my wallet before I was, before I was kidnapped. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was yeah. Um, Lynette. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Sarah, Christ, a caster. I re- actually am a Libra. <laughs> that was good. Um, Janice. Well, I'll finish that quote. Then Ira says, a breed apart. And Sarah says, from what, a Doberman? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was good. Um, I'm going to, Shane, like, just yoink the quote. Sorry. So, um, uh, I am going to go with Crystal's non-apology when she goes, I'm taking self-defense classes. It was like a reflex. <laughs> um, yeah so that's what I'm going to go with and then um, does anybody else have any quotes they want to share yeah I, I, well Shane do you want to go next do you want to tell like, uh, your next quote yes of course I would give me a second uh, uh, hi Detective Bell hi Detective Bell homicide Christian Gotterich manicurist that's good <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, Janice, did you have more? Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so made, um put all the information on the hard drive, and she's talking about, you know, so many months of work, and, and you know, and she says, and two relationships, and um, Scott says, Shay was a rebound, so one and a half relationships, one and three quarters tops. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like that. And I did like the fact that they did bring up Shay, even though I didn't like her. Right. So, and then, okay, here's another one. Delphine Cormier was shot dead at the Diet Barcade. Tell Suzanne the original is dead. Tell Sarah it's over. Or Beth died for nothing. Yes. Also, is I Hate Evie Cho, is that a quote? Can we? It might be a hashtag. You can start that as a hashtag. Do it. Get that trending. Here's a quote. Open the place back up. Tell the whores if their legs ain't in the air, they better be off their asses. (laughs) That's a road show. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. That was from Deadwood. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wait, no, that's a Deadwood quote. I don't remember that happening. (laughs) Okay. Evie Cho equaled vindictive fucking bitch. Ooh. Yes, I agree with all of those statements. All of those statements. So, did we do favorite scene? No, I was getting there, but I was letting us go through quotes first. 
All right. Okay, so favorite scene, Shane. Oh, the um, I can do anything else, but the uh, scene um, where everything happens, candle gas shot. Yeah. Casima uh, uh, collapses in absolute emotional agony. You can't do anything else. Um, I very much agree. Um, Matt? Yeah, that's my scene, too. The the wail that Cosima gives oh. was, I think, I think that's the moment. I mean, I've always thought that Tatiana Maslany was amazing, but she finds ways to top herself. We're like, I am watching the greatest performance. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. It was a great. It was a great scene, and I don't even care about Kendall. But in that moment, I really cared about uh, about her story. So yeah, that's my scene. Uh, Lynette, that's the scene I'm picking too. Janice, I'll go with the comic relief. I'll go with the um, scene with Art and uh, Felix and Crystal. All right. Okay. Um, that would have been my second choice. Um, I'm yeah. I'm gonna go with the scene. Um, I just, oh my god, it just, it was such a powerhouse, and it just, it killed me. Um, and my second favorite scene, though, would have to be Beth beating the little shit out of Evie Cho. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That was, I was, I really enjoyed that scene. Um, so, ratings, Shane? Oh, you can't do anything but, um, 10 out of 10. So I'm going to have to give this 10 out of 10. People should be getting shot in the head. Okay. Uh, Matt? Didn't quite like it as much as everyone else. Um, because I didn't... I'm not that attached to Kendall. So I will just give it a 9 out of 10 Betamaxes. <laughs> Sorry, Shane. I know you said that I can't give it anything but a 10, but I'm going to have to do that. What the heck? I am going to give it a, I think I'm going to have to give it a 10 out of 10, pepper spray gone awry. Uh, All right, Janice? Um, I really liked this episode a lot. lot, The story moved and there was, there were a lot of good quotes and, um, but, and there was also comic relief, but there were a couple of things I didn't like that I've mentioned. So I'm going to give it a 9.75 out of 10, um, Kendall calling Siobhan chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, if we can give point somethings, I'll, I'll up mine to a 9.25. Oh, right. Well, you can always give point something. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know the rules. We the make stipulations a, of the of the ratings. We make a. I'll I'll give it a nine point four seven then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give it at a ten out of ten so that Shane doesn't come find me and yell at me. <laughs> no, um, uh, I really feel like this was a powerhouse episode. Um, come on. <laughs> I'm going to give it a ten okay. out of ten. Uh, ruined samples. Um, so, Janice, what do we have for feedback? Okay, well, we first have feedback from Val. Hi, all, and special guest Shane, and, of course, Little Bit. <laughs> Random thoughts abound. This was a really good episode, and the ending was pretty intense. 
Rest in peace, Kendall. You are a brave, tough old bird right until the end. I still don't believe that Delphine is really dead, despite what Evie told Cosima. But if it turns out to be true, then at least we could get some closure. Sorry, Delphine fans. But poor Cosima, that was rough, man. What an awful night for her with all she had to deal with. Loved the way Tatiana played this scene where Evie coldly tells her about Delphine and she just loses it and falls to her knees crying. It was a gut punch for her and I think some of the audience too. Full disclosure, I was never a big Delphine fan. Stop looking at me like that. But I never disliked her or anything. I was kind of ambivalent, although I thought her character was most interesting in season three. With that said, even I felt a bit gut-punched when Evie said what she did because it caught me off guard. For a moment, I actually was kind of thinking maybe Helena will come in and save the day at the end. Where is Ferdinand when you need a good neck slashing? And for a few seconds, it went through my mind they might end Cosima, but I always come back to the realization that I just don't think the writers would have the guts to kill off one of their core four for whatever reason. But I could be totally wrong. Now, if Joss Whedon was writing this series, then anyone would be fair game at any given time. Fan reactions be damned, which is fine. On rewatch, I now have to predict that Evie is the one who shot Delphine. And if not, she maybe at least ordered the hit. She revealed her cold-bloodedness, so she has now skyrocketed to the top of my list of potential shooters. So I would think Evie has to know she's going to have some seriously pissed-off people coming for her, right? I'd bolster my security if I was you, Evie. I was not bothered at all when Beth was wailing on her face with the gun. We only have a handful of episodes left, so I wonder when Helena is coming back. It seems like they basically have switched her out for Crystal at this point. Speaking of Crystal, her line about seeing Delphine shot, that really came as a surprise. And I hope we get the follow-up to that next week because, huh, how did that even come about? She never was on my radar as someone who would know or provide any info about that. And it's interesting that she didn't specifically say she died, as Evie proclaimed. So again, still believing she's not dead. For some reason, I can see where the writers would keep the episode in their back pockets, where they'd have some sort of grand reunion scene with Cosima, which would have the couple's fans losing their minds. I guess it just depends if the actress is available down the road. I guess that's all we'll be seeing of Beth, since we know what happens after we see her go towards the train station. It was a really interesting backstory we got to see unfold. Good job, writers. So, Liz, are you letting go your Beth is Alive theory for now? Smiley face. Rest in peace, Beth is Alive theory. I hate to say it, but in that scene with Beth in the car, the actress playing Evie, that's where I really noticed her not-so-great acting ability. Or maybe it's just acting against Tatiana that she pales. I'm no acting expert, but I just felt her acting there was so bland and needed some kind of emoting in that extreme tense situation. Loved Felix's detective wear. The Sherlock Holmes hat was the best. He was pretty good at the physical humor, too, after he got pepper sprayed and was doing his falling down bit. I've seen enough Susan Ira scenes. Thank you very much. When we see their scene starting in the bedroom, I start to squirm in my seat. At least that was a post-love scene. Eesh. I felt for Tatiana again in yet another scene where she has to keep her mouth wide open because someone is invading her mouth with various instruments. At least that damn bot is out of her 
cheek. And speaking of warm bots, the one that Cosima took off Evie's desk has to come back in some important way. I'm expecting something good from the writers. No Adele this episode, and that's fine with me. And hey, we got a Shay mention. I was hoping we'd see her this season, but it doesn't look like it. Too bad, because I like the actress. Looking forward to next week's F and how Mrs. S deals with her chickens, mainly Sarah, of course. It's not going to be pretty, I'd wager. I forgot her exact line to Sarah, but it was something like, you dragged my mother into this, you better get her out. So I don't see S being forgiving anytime soon. Favorite clone, Cosima, because, ouch. Favorite non-clone, Felix, because of the funny. Couple of favorite lines. Art, he's a cop from London. Crystal, you said Scotland. Felix, okay, that's that's as far as that's going to go. <laughs> it's all about delivery. <laughs> After Art sees Felix in his outfit, Felix, international intrigue lacks flair. But the quote of this season so far just may be, Art, Crystal thinks Vidal Sassoon is after her. I laughed out loud with that one. <clears throat> I gave, give this eight and a half out of ten. Everything has gone to shite moments. Ooh, Side note, my real sister was visited. Oh, Janice, oh, no. 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 Come back. no. Is, is she gone? I can't see. Yeah. She's, she's, gone. Gone. she's gone. Okay. No, gone. Um, let me try and call her back. I hope she's not still talking. She probably is. Oh, well, I won't for Janice to come back. I've actually got a bit of feedback to read out myself. So that's someone sent to me. Well, we have we have a ton to read today, so I'll tell she, you when you can go. Janice could have waited that's until cool. she finished the, the email. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was nearly done. I know, right? Oh, please come back, Janice. So I poured a beer. Uh, ha- it's Ballast Point Habanero Sculpin. It's Ooh, an IPA hmm. brewed with habanero peppers. It's, oh, is it hot? It's kind of weird. That's kind of hot. Crazy. Yeah, it's very spot, spicy. It burns the throat. Wow. Wow. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm it's not I'm something I drink s- normally, but. Well, I'm all that aside. I've had three bottles this evening. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it Janice? Not, not here gone yet. Completely. Okay. I don't normally buy cider, but I have gotten. There's this pear cider that's. Aged in tequila Hello. barrels. Hi. That's Hi. Really cool. Hi. I don't Welcome know what back, happened. Janice. We missed you. I don't know what happened. Uh, you went away. Okay. You went away at side note, my real Sestra. Okay. So I should say that again? Yes. Okay. Side note, my real Sestra was visiting, and we watched this together, and she gives it eight out of ten pepper sprays to the eyes. Yeah. Happy podcasting, Val. Thank you, Val. Thank you, Val. She has the same thought I do about Delphine and that they're being intentionally cagey with whether or not she's alive or not just because they're waiting to know if the actress is available. Hmm. Okay. So the next feedback we have is from Harold. I'm at a loss for words. This did not feel like your typical Orphan Black episode, let alone a typical episode six. Don't we normally get some Hendrix hijacks in episode six? The ending was so overwrought and emotional. I guess Evie Cho isn't as dumb as you thought she was. I'm wondering if she's a lot more crazy. What is the point of destroying all the clone work except for some insider power move? 
With Kendall gone, and presumably all of Kasima's work erased, there's little hope for a cure. Yet somehow I think some additional genetic material or a copy of Kasima's work will still turn up. I'm also not convinced that Delphine is dead. Notice how they cut away from Crystal's account. Maybe Evie was just messing with Kasima. I'm waiting to hear what rationalization Liz and Katrin have come up with to support their Beth Lives theory. I give this 10 out of 10 bleached blondes. Well, Harold, currently I'm the only one on the Beth Lives train because Caitlin has stopped watching this season. So, um, yeah. It's just, it's just me holding this little sad flag. What, why did Katrin, why did Katrin stop watching? Delphine. Delphine. Oh. Oh. Katrin, come on now. There's, there's some great characters on this show. There, no, it's not because she liked Delphine, but it's because of the dead lesbian trope. Yeah. And I, I, I understand greatly. Um, mm. If Delphine really, truly is dead and they kill Cosima, I'm going to have a hard time continuing watching the show. So uh, you can sigh all you what? want. No, no, no. I'm sighing because it's like it's a it's a battle you can't win because you have a you have a character, you know, a lesbian. Char- well, she was bisexual, I think. She was, yes. But what happens when you create this character and you love this character, but the actress wants to leave? Like, what do you do? She could she could be in, she could be in another part of the world and not be dead. Yeah, she could be underground. Like, there's a lot of ways they could have had her off of the show until maybe she comes back without shooting her in the gut. And there could have been a lot of other clones who got sick, other than the queer clones. Um, It's very, it's a very common thing they do, and it's just one of the things that aggravates. They just instead of really doing something really great with the character. They just kill them off like they don't mean anything. And out so. of out of 200 queer women characters on TV, 27 have lived. 27. Yeah. Not 27 couples, but 27 total. And so it's just, it's another one of, it's another dead queer woman character. Um, and it's happened a lot. Um, recently, like a ton of queer women characters have been killed off on popular shows, and it's um, th- those shows have gotten a ton of backlash for it. Um, and so, with the whole Delphine thing being up in the air, I feel like the reason that Orphan Black hasn't got as much of the backlash is because a it's not as known because it's on BBC America, and we haven't seen Delphine's body. But if Delphine and Cosima both go. Um, that will be a big sour note on what could have been an amazing, empowering show. Yeah. Um, and so Katrin did watch the first episode, but she decided after that that she wasn't going to watch. Um, and she, I asked her if I could tell her something that happened, and she said she didn't want to know. So she's just not a part of it. Okay. So if. But if Delphine comes back, is she going to start watching again? Possibly. Um, it depends on how and why Delphine comes back. Mm. Um, and if Cosima dies yeah. in her place. Mm. So, um, but yeah. And I'm sad that Katrin isn't watching it because she was my person that I used to watch all this with. <laughs> like, I would live, like, live text her as we were watching and stuff. 
um, she was my partner in crime about all this, but um, I totally understand. So, um, I'm sorry, what's the next feedback, Janice? Okay, so now we have feedback from Nutty. Kendall calls us chicken. That's where it comes from. Aww. Sarah calls us mom in this. I have no doubt that Beth is dead now, but I am not sure about Delphine. Crystal says she saw her shot. We need to hear her story. I don't trust Evie Cho. Most of my thoughts are in the commentary, but I'm loving the flashbacks. I love how in this season the clones are learning what we are seeing in the flashbacks. Thank you, Nutty. And then we have feedback from Victor. Dear Clone Dance Party, this was a powerful episode, the best we have seen in four years. Who would have guessed that Susan Duncan would turn out to be the kind, caring one at Brightborn? Those women make Dr. Leakey seem warm and fuzzy by comparison. I understand Evie Cho's motivation. She is one of those people who thinks the end justifies the means, that you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs, and she doesn't care if those eggs are living, breathing human beings. If it would serve science and society to withhold medical treatment from Charlotte and Ira, that's what they will do. A lot of this episode was hard to take. Not only did they kill Kendall, but I thought they were going to kill Kasima at the same time. We also saw the circumstances that led to Beth's suicide and found out about Delphine, but I may still hold out a glimmer of hope because Evie Cho is a lying liar who lies, and I really enjoyed seeing Beth beat the snot out of her. We still haven't seen who actually shot Delphine, but they may never show that scene because it would be so disturbing. When these writers finally get around to telling a story, they know what they're doing. I have seen series finales that didn't tie up this many loose ends, so this episode rates 10 dastardly ducos out of 10. Thank you, Victor. Thank you. And then, Shane, you said you had something that somebody sent you? I do, I do. Let me just bring it up. Give me a second. Yeah, it, this is from uh, Kirsty Steele, and she writes, Just finished watching episode six, and it was definitely a holy shit one. I can, I'm not sure there is much I can really say. It felt like a penultimate Dana episode before an epic, the bad guys, or, or girls in this case, are going to get it big time, you bar stewards, ending to the current series. I was trying to think where it might go to next, but I'm a little stuck for ideas. They answered quite a few questions, like who, who the blood, the, whose blood was on Beth's hands, and possibly what happened to Delphine. I'm hoping the voters would introduce a new threat or story point at this moment, all from Black. At this moment, the orphan Black ward feels like a bit closed down. That probably sounds a bit silly. Oh, all right. And you said it was from Christy? Uh, Christy Steele. Thank you, Christy, for sending in feedback. Yep. Yep, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Um, We really love your participation. It means a lot to us. We really do. Um, All right, so um, if you haven't listened yet, we have some bonus material uh, this week. Matt and Nutty recorded commentary for the episode and it's already been posted so if you haven't listened to that yet go ahead and do it it's wonderful obviously because it's 
Matt and Nutty. Mm-hmm. So, indeed. indeed. So go ahead and take a listen to that. Um, and we'll be back for the next episode, The Anti-Socialism of Sex. Whoa. <laughs> awesome. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Clinton partners. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Except I won't. They won't be here. They won't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, see in two I'm, weeks. All right. And I'm Emmy. And we are The Slayerettes. The Slayerettes is a retrospective podcast of one of the greatest shows of all time. Buffy, Buffy the, the Vampire, Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Basically, we go through every episode and discuss it. What we loved, what we hated, and the things that make us think. There will be spoilers. I tend to go into the deeper stuff. And I tend to get stuck on stuff like Joyce's hair and Buffy's jacket. And we invite you to join in on the conversation. You can find our podcast on iTunes as well as our website, www.slayerettes.com. And if you're a social media lover, you can find us on Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So if you're a fan of Buffy and you're looking for other Buffy fans, or if you're just looking for a handy companion for your next rewatch, then look no further, because we are the Slayerettes. Rewatching and discussing TV's finest moments. We hope you join us. No, uh, we don't need me randomly cussing in the middle of a podcast. It would be really hard for Lynette to edit out. Yes, we don't want it random cussing. We want purposeful, purposeful cussing. cussing. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm really good at, so it's okay. Yeah, me too. I consider it a skill.